Hey, hey, everyone. Jeffrey Boyd here with another Swift Kick in the Cast podcast. Um, yeah, so nothing really happened this weekend in real life or in the fighting world other than, I think, a boxing match or, uh, or two. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the uh, was it Dave, yeah, Devin Haney versus uh, Jorge Linares fight that I just watched. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot of opinions on it, but I am going to talk about it. And then we're going to do some fight rewind, which is me just talking about some fight cards I totally missed while I was uh, not make, doing the podcast. We're going to talk about uh, the Reyes versus uh, Yuri Projaka. Um, and we will also talk about the Usman versus Masvidal uh, fight fight card. So we're going to talk about those fight cards and talk about the fights I liked on those cards. Um, but we're going to d- dive right into the Devin Haney. So anybody that doesn't want to uh, listen to the rest of this uh, podcast can just skip on after this. Uh, so I didn't really watch anything on this card other than, of course, Devin Haney versus... Uh, Jorge Linares, and um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot of comments on it, a lot of opinions on it. Um, I know people are very hyped on Devin Haney and kind of see him as like, you know, like the next great uh, lightweight challenger to go against uh, Teofimo uh, Lopez, uh, and I'm just going to be honest, I didn't like his performance against Jorge Linares. I know he won it unanimously. Um, I didn't you know, I mean, he he wanted enough to, to prove that he was the better fighter, no doubt in my mind. Uh, but yeah, I just, he didn't, in my opinion, he just didn't perform very well against him. He got rocked multiple times. He walked, I think it was like the eighth round. He walked back to his corner, rocked up as fuck. Um, yeah, Hori just really exposed him in a lot of areas, in my opinion. And that's just how I see his kind of career as a fighter being, you know. Uh, I just see it... Uh, kind of ending like that you know um a really good undefeated fighter that yeah you know as, as his uh, nickname is i think his nickname's the dream uh, yeah uh just like his uh you know soon to be not undefeated record um it's definitely gonna be a dream you know because i think that's just all it is you know i don't think he's a bad boxer i don't i want to make that point very clear i don't think he's a bad fighter i don't think he's a bad boxer i, I think he's completely good I think he's very good. I think he is one of the best in that division right now. But will he beat Teofimo Lopez? No. I don't I don't think at all. I don't even think he could beat Lomachenko. In fact, I am pretty sure he couldn't beat Lomachenko. But Lomachenko has so many other problems. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to talk about comparing his uh, performance against uh, Linares versus Devin's uh, performance against Linares. And it's just that... Uh, Devin has some serious problems and chinks in his armor that um, Linares could expose. And when, you know, Vasily Lomachenko having a fucked up hand and shoulder um, going into that fight still dominated Linares, giving him no breathing room and no chance to really perform very well. And for people to say that Devin did the same thing to him, I think is laughable. You know, I, again, I'm not trying to shit on Devin. I don't think he's a bad fighter. I don't think he is. Just people people need to stop really hyping him up. I just don't think he's as good as people are saying him. I, I He's going to get starched. He is. It, this is, you know, I may eat my fucking words one day because I've eaten them before. Not as terribly as this one might be. But I just don't see uh, Teofimo Lopez um, losing anytime soon. 
Um, maybe against a rematch uh, with a more active Lomachenko. I think Lomachenko doesn't need to uh, rematch Lopez so quickly. I think he needs to get one or two more fights under his belt, and then he needs to get, um, you know, that, uh, what's it called, uh, belt, whatever, like when the the council or whatever for the, one of the belts is like, hey, you have to fight that person kind of thing. And uh, I think that's just all Lomachenko does is he just needs to get some good primer fights, maybe an actual good competitive fight under his belt with someone that people think is really good. Maybe a fight against Devin Haney. You know, I think uh, I think Lopez is fighting someone right now. Haney just comes off this fight. Um, I definitely see Lomachenko fighting Haney. Um, I think that would be a fucking fantastic fight. And I think people... And, you know, if Haney really fixes those problems he had in the Lonares fight, which, you know, he, he's been shown to be someone that definitely can improve and definitely uh, can fix his problems. Because uh, trust me, he used to be even worse. Even a few fights ago, he used to be even worse than this. Uh, so he's definitely someone that can improve. And I think he has a lot to improve on. I think a Lomachenko fight would be the best option. Uh, but, you know, it's boxing. They never do actually good fights. They usually just shit on each other um, while the promoters dodge each other. So I don't really see that fight happening. But if it was to happen, um, I definitely would say that I would see Lumachenko winning that fight quite dominantly uh, even. But uh, I think he needs to get another fight under his belt. Um, and I think Devin Haney needs to fight more. I think he needs one or two more fights before I think Lopez is even an idea or even an option. Um, because Lopez is legitimately the hottest shit right now. Um, so yeah, you know, anyway, uh, jumping off of that fight and to the next one, uh, let's see what we have next. Oh, I know. I, I do want to mention this. Uh, I think I mentioned in the last podcast, but Fury versus Wilder 3 is happening. It's confirmed. It will happen by the end of this year. It will happen in this year. Um, yeah, um, people that are shitting on uh, Fury are really going to eat their words uh, because he's not going to lose. That's me with absolute confidence that, um, yeah, Fury's going to kill him. And then uh, we're going to have to wait another six years for the Anthony Joshua fight. Uh, but Anthony Joshua has to go through Alexander Usk, who is by far uh, the cruiserweight goat and killing it in the heavyweight division right now. And he is also a mandatory challenger of Anthony Joshua's. Uh, so it's very scary, I think, for uh, Anthony. I think Anthony is overlooking Usk, which isn't good because Usk is one of those guys of like, He's tough in the first fight, and he's tougher in rematches. Uh, and Anthony Joshua is someone that flaunts in the, fir the first fight and plays it safe in the rematches. And I don't see, um, yeah, I just don't see it ending very well for uh, for Joshua if he doesn't really take Usk seriously. Because Usk is no no joke. Uh, he's a man that has a fucking iron chin. Um, and knows what to do when he gets rocked. And he also is just, uh, I think he also trains with Lomachenko. So he's like the Lomachenko of the, um, you know, heavyweight division. And again, like I said, he's the cruiserweight goat, undoubtedly. Uh, 
I mean, he literally dominated that 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 uh, that division for so long that uh, he made that division popular again. And then he left it because he felt like there was nothing left to prove. And uh, yeah, when you beat all the best in that division, you, you tend to be the one that's the goat of the division, um, which is something Fury has to constantly re um, reprove because depression shits on a lot of people's dreams. And uh, I think Fury has a lot to go, a lot ahead of him. I don't think you know it's say it's easy to say um, that I can just say, oh, Fury can easily overlook Anthony Joshua. He can easily overlook Usk. Because, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, Anthony Joshua is a challenge for Fury, but Usk, Alexander Usk, uh, stylistically is uh, the hardest matchup for Fury. Um, and I'll also be honest, I would not be upset if Alexander Usk became the heavyweight GOAT and the cruiserweight GOAT. I mean, I think that would solidify him as probably one of the greatest fighters of all time, or greatest boxers of all time, correct me, sorry. Um, you know? But also, you know, Anthony Joshua might just weasel his way out of ever having to solidify that fight because they're always going to blame it on Fury um, when nothing was ever confirmed. Yeah, so fuck you, Anthony Joshua. Uh, you know, fuck you. This is me kind of going on a rate because I'm very, very irritated with Anthony Joshua fans saying, you know, that uh, Fury... Uh, you know, weaseled his way out of that fight. No, I doubt that. I very much doubt that. In fact, that's not remotely the truth. It was Eddie Hearn and Anthony Joshua trying to hype up a fight that they knew very likely could not happen. And then they acted like, oh, it's happening. Um, when it probably was nowhere in sight of actually happening at that moment. Which happens a lot. You know, that's how really good fighters dodge their toughest competition. Or... You know, the greatest of all time get dodged by uh, really good fighters that just don't want to lose their belts because they like the money, which, you know, you know, it's not like the belts would be shifting countries or anything. They, it would literally be just going from United Kingdom, United Kingdom, but to a gypsy. Oh, God, a gypsy. You know, he's gypsy king. So that's uh, pretty much all I have to say about boxing at the moment. Um you know, I am looking forward to the Teofimo uh, fight. I really like Lopez. I think he's an incredible fighter. Um, I love Lomachenko more, but I cannot deny a man when he dominates a fighter. You know, I wish uh, Lomachenko could have stayed together a little bit longer physically uh, to actually have given uh, Lopez a really good match. But, you know, that just happens. It just happens to fighters. So... Uh, we're going to jump real quick into uh, UFC Fight Night. Reyes versus Projac. Uh, man, I've been watching Yuri Projac. I think I literally talked about one of his cards on one of my earlier, uh, you know, uh, podcasts. I'm literally scrolling back. I think Ryzen 15, I think he was on that card. That card. I, I'm not even joking. I'm, I'm, I'm checking right now, but I'm pretty sure uh, he was on that card. Because uh, that was like the second or... F yeah, I mean, that was when he beat Muhammad uh, Lalo, you know. You know, just the, the fucking King Mo, you know. He fucking killed King Mo. Um, and I even, I think I tweeted about this after he knocked out Reyes. It was like, yeah, like, this dude's been the hottest shit for a while. And people have just 
counted it at him out for some reason uh you know and Yuri is just a scary guy. I've told people he has the gas tank of a fucking featherweight. And, you know, he has the insanity and, like, weird movements of, like, Michael Pereira in a, in a light heavyweight. Um, and he also has, like, the chin of uh, Francis Ngannou, which is the most untested chin in all of the heavyweight division. Uh, I think he even said when he was fighting Reyes, when Reyes did that upkick in that first round, I think it was, uh, first or second round, I can't remember, that when he did that upkick, that he actually was knocked out. Like, he blanked out for a few seconds and came to and just finished the fight totally fucking just out of it, um, which is crazy. I think he even said, like, he doesn't even remember, like, half the fight because he fucking just, it all was a wipe from his memory because he was given, he fucking obtained a concussion and then, you know, brutalized a man's neck as he fell forward uh yeah that spinning elbow was uh brutal you know in the reyes fight but i'm not gonna actually ever say this reyes gave that man the toughest fight of his life i think that was yuri prajak's toughest competition ever uh like ever like no joke like dominic reyes legitimately showed that prajak can be beaten that there is a weakness in that man and his that and the weakness is that that man keeps himself open. Yuri Prajaka is just a crazy animal. But the thing is, is that when he gets fucked up or rocked, he survives. He is a man that is willing to survive no matter how badly he's getting his ass beat. Because he will somehow bounce back the next round ready to fuck you up again. And, and that's kind of what happened in this fight. Is I thought that the first round was very close. That Reyes really put it on Yuri. And then, you know... Yuri just kind of pressured him out into that into that first round. And I came out of that first round like, damn, I think I think Reyes is just going to – I think Reyes or uh, – you know, I, I really thought that Reyes was going to finish that fight in the next few rounds. And um, no, nah, man, I guess that pressure into the end of the first round. And then, yeah, the, end, the start of the second round, and Yuri's coming out like, like he hasn't even fucking fought. Like, you know, maybe that's from the memory problem. He, he couldn't fucking remember the first round, so he thought it was the first round. Uh you know, he, he came out in that second round completely fresh and just, you know, flipped the tables on Reyes. Because it, it, to me, it looked like Reyes dumped everything in that first round. Like, he was still throwing bombs in that second round. Don't get me wrong. But it really did seem like, uh, yeah, Reyes just really had nothing new or more for Project. Project could just walk down and take tank a lot of those shots on his guard or on his chin and then just 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 fucking trick ponied on it on reyes man it, the second round if it didn't end at that point i think that the third round would have been solidified that project would have probably brutalized reyes in some form or fashion in that third round as well um i'm glad it ended when it did um not further damage on reyes um but that doesn't matter. I think Breyer snapped his fucking neck um, on how he fell. I think he fell down, like his head was down, and then he like fell so hard on his neck, his head bounced out up off the mat, and then he landed face down. It was terrible. I actually was legitimately worried for Dominic Reyes. I was like, oh fuck, like this dude's coming out on a stretcher. Which I'm I'm not even sure. I, I don't even know if he did. He probably did. Fuck. Um, and I watched his fight live, and I thought this was the craziest shit I'd ever seen. I was like, holy fuck, Projack is a fucking problem. Like he's an actual problem for this division. 
Um, he has some serious um, creativity that I think we haven't had since the John Jones era, where like John Jones was John Jones of like, I have nothing to lose, so I'm going to just pony, you know, be a one-trick pony every fucking fight and somehow dominate them. And that was just the beauty of, of John of John Jones's man. He just was so fucking clever. Um, and I think I think the Weasel brought this up on his Twitter was like, Projack is probably the best competition uh, for John Jones. If like his creativity is just something you can't plan against, you can't. You can watch every single one of uh, Projack's fight, and I can confidently say, like most of his rising career, almost flips a coin halfway. Like he just kind of becomes this like grinder that really has heavy hands. And then all of a sudden, like the last two or three of his rising fights, he's all of a sudden a whole other fucking like beast and animal of a fighter. And I'm, I'm just, what the, like, what the fuck? Like this dude is a whole other beast. Like the best example is the King Mo, uh, the first King Mo fight and the second one. Like those are two. I'm not even cheating. Those are two completely different fighters. And and the fights he had between those two fight, those fights, uh, you know, the fights he had between the two King Mo fights, Co- like almost a completely different fighter every fucking fight. You know, uh, I think the only two fights I think in the UFC that look remotely similar in how he displayed was Yuri Projek's debut, um, which I'm actually what no was Volkan Ozdemir and Dominic Reyes were very similar but man there was just like movements and shit that you know like how he dragged his back foot and put his foot like it's kind of like a pendulum step but like it, it confused dominic um especially he uses really well in the second round where like he would shift in his back foot and flip out flick out a jab which a lot of fighters do this but like you don't see this get very heavily utilized in the heavier divisions because like dude man when you get up into that division man the heavier a person is and the harder they can throw, dude, that it's a risk. It's a risk to tank a shot like that. And and, and the confidence that, you know, uh, Projak has when he does this against guys, it, it's terrifying. It's fucking terrifying. Like, watch that final exchange against him and Reyes. He does that shift thing. He leads right into it. And then he steps off spinning elbow. And, like, this spinning elbow I don't even think was – fully intentional i think he ex- expected to land on reyes's guard and it was kind of like a thing of like get me room so i'm gonna land something so i can shift off and it landed it landed fucking clean and that's a beauty of like project man is like he just does stuff to like give him more room to do more things and the shit that always lands is the stuff he never really fucking intends uh like like legitimately watch like watch the fight when he fucking just decimates king mo like I don't, it wasn't even fully intentional. Like it just happened. Um, oh, the fuck, the, the, the Maldonado fight. I, I totally fucking forgot about that fight. I think that's who it was. Was it Maldonado or was it Ozdemir? I can't fucking, like, they're two different divisions, you know, uh, two different fucking organizations. You think I would remember? I think, yeah. I think he just, like, did a shift in and it just fucking flatlined the dude. Cause I'm pretty sure the two fights he had before he went into, uh, because, yeah, I think he had two or three fights before he went back into the, in two until he got into the UFC, you know, it just ended in devastating fashions. I think they both ended in the first round. Uh, yeah, but I, I think he fought Maldonado like right after he fought uh, King Mo. And that was also one hell of a performance. Yeah, man. Just project is a serious problem. He's one of those guys of like. Yeah, because people have always considered the lightweight division one of those divisions. Like anybody from any fucking where in the corner of the earth, no matter how good they are, if they just drop right in the right 
opponents, man, they, they, uh, they can look fucking fantastic. You know, the Michael Chandler versus Dan Hooker. I, I love Michael Chandler. He's my favorite fighter, period. I love the way he fights. It's so fucking crazy. Like, uh, he just, uh, yeah, it's insane. And, you know, that's kind of the same obsession people have with the light heavyweight division. It's kind of like what people are now with the lightweight division. Of like, people in, like, almost the top 20 of, like, the lightweight division. Almost anyone could probably beat the champion on just any good night, you know? Um and that's just kind of the thing about the division is that division is such like, you know, those like top five guys in that division are so concrete of like, yeah, they can probably beat most of these people nine out of 10 times below them. But, you know, just it takes that one night, that one fucking night to just be the best in the world, you know? And that's the same thing with the light heavyweight division is people kind of always say like, oh, like eventually they're going to meet a form of competition where like they're just not good enough. And that's what people even ca- talked about fucking Reyes when, when he fought um, Ozdemir. It's like, oh, he's like, he's just getting really lucky with these wins and they're practically gifting them to him. Um, and, we, and people that think that Ozdemir won that Dominic Reyes fight, uh, the, you know, the Dominic Reyes versus Vulcan Ozdemir, you're on crack. He didn't win that fight. Vulcan Ozdemir definitely ended more. But dude, Ozdemir was getting fucked up in that fight. And then... Reyes just grinded out the end of like the moments when he was getting tired. He never really suffered some significant damage in that fight. He fucked up Ozdemir, you know. But that's off. That's off the point. Um, you know, your project is a serious problem. I think he's been legitimately tested by Ozdemir and Reyes. I think Reyes has been his toughest match yet, and I think this also, in my opinion, solidifies that Reyes is absolutely one of the fucking baddest men on the planet, and just another guy that just is. Just been get just got really unlucky, you know. I think he got too sure of himself in the Blakovich fight, which I think if he rematched Blakovich, that fight may be more competitive, um, or it might not be. Um, I just think I think it would be. That's in my opinion. But man, that Polish power, fuck man, Polish power is scary, man. But yeah, it's really good to see uh, Yuri Pozak uh, rise into the division and uh, kill it. Uh, I think there was another few fights on this card that I wanted to talk about. Oh, Ian Kutlaba, who's just been on a terrible streak of just terrible nights. Um, I think had a draw with a dude. Yeah, uh, Justin Jacoby. He had a, a draw, a split decision draw, and he lost to Magomed Ankalev um, before that. Yeah, first round knockout in a fight. I thought like, uh, yeah, you know, um, I don't think he would have won anyway. <laughs> I don't think he ever would have won that fight. But yeah, Ian Kutlaba is just one of those guys of like, yeah, I don't think he's ever going to really be anything better anymore. Uh, he's just kind of that stepping ground for uh, better fighters. Uh, what else? I think Cub Swanson fought in this card. Yes, he fought Giga Chiz, uh, Giga. We'll call him Giga, the ninja. The ninja. Uh, an amazing glory fighter. Uh, this dude is one of the best, you know, body kickers, leg kickers all around, dude. This dude knocks people out cold um and, and i wanted to talk about him a little uh yeah he fucking a body kick just decimated cub swanson um which sucks man because cub swanson is just one of those guys of like fuck, i love cub swanson i think he's a fucking fantastic guy i love watching his fights dude man they just they don't they don't let up on him man i think he's won fuck two of his last i don't know two of his last eight i think yeah i think he's won like the two i think he went on like a four fight losing streak then he fought crone gracie which 
I don't think Crum Gracie's ever going to fight again. I don't even think he's with the UFC anymore. I think UFC's is like, dude, fuck off. I think, I think, in fact, he opened up his own gym in like Montana, um, which is just ridiculous. And uh, yeah, I think he, yeah, he lost against Jake Shields. That was right. It was his fucking ankle or his shoulder, uh, ankle or knee joint that like popped out of place uh, in a gra- in a fucking grappling bout about with uh, Jake Shields. I, I can't remember when it was. I think it was like 10 or 15 minutes into that grappling match. And yeah, man, just tore his fucking leg up. And dude, that's how he makes money for his family. And he has like fucking, I think Cub has like six kids. Absolutely shit. It sucks. That think he won against uh, Daniel Panetta, which also, I'm not going to lie, pretty great fight, pretty great win. Um, And yeah, then I think he lost, and then he lost against uh, the Ninja, which sucked. But the Ninja is seriously a, a fucking murderer. And uh, has been going on a really good streak. Uh, he just loses fights here and there. Um, I think he law had a no contest at one point. No, uh, I think every time he's lost, it's been uh, in in the uh, in, in MMA. I think has been by just some really good grappler just gotten onto their claws onto him and just have never been able to escape him. And he's never been able to escape them. I think he lost. Uh, I can. I think his first loss was a rear naked choke. Let me see. Yeah, it was a rear naked choke. Uh, that was on the Contender Series. That's right. And he still gave him a fucking contract. Um, but I think he came in as like a short notice for someone. I think that's why he got a contract. But yeah, man, he's one of those people that I think like if he just gets the right um uh, like if he gets legitimately good matchups, mm-hmm. I don't see him. Uh really looking that bad i mean he's eventually going to get to a point uh in the level of competition to where like you know he's actually gonna have to be creative but uh, i like to see where he's going and i'd love to see a cup swanson go on some win streak that isn't just one or two wins but that's the thing about cup swanson is uh he should just drop down to panel weight at this point like every other featherweight or lightweight fighter does that just has a really shit reach. <laughs> I'm trying to see. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mareb Devashali uh, won against Cody Stamen. Just dominated him. Just dominated him that whole fight. Uh, I think that's. I think he's on a four-fight win streak now. I would love to see him fight actual competition now. Uh, I think he. I think his last fight was against John... Do- yeah, it was against Dodson, which... You know, make of that what you will, right? Uh, but I'm very curious to see how he performs, you know. Very curious to see. Anyway, that's all I have to make of that uh, fight card. You know, I, I want to talk about the Usman uh, card, you know, very briefly, very quickly. Uh, Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman. Yikes. Uh, very ironic uh, that that happened to Weidman. Like, immensely ironic. Uh, Alex Oliveira got his ass beat again. Thank God, you know. Cheaters uh, get what they have coming to them, you know. Really no other way. You know, surprising for this to be a card with a lot of, uh, you know, being called, like, the Chinese storm of some sort. Uh, You know, with a bunch of Chinese fighters. I think predominantly they lost like Wei Li Zhang lost. And then like the three Chinese fighters they had in the very first part of the card lost. And then there was 
I don't think he's Chinese. I think he's Taiwanese. No, he's Mongolian. That's it. He's Mongolian. Um, yeah, Dana Bat Batgeralil. But but I don't know how to say that. And if I just butch that, and somehow this fighter hears about it, I'm sorry. Uh, that's a really weird name, and I'd love to hear you uh, correct me. Dana Batgeral. Batgeral. I don't know. Uh, that's the best way I got it. Yeah, I think he was like the only Chinese quote unquote fighter that won which is good i think he performed very well i got i got to watch that fight i thought he did very very well uh you know and then uh yeah i think anthony smith also won by a leg injury as in like he didn't get injured but like yeah i think he leg kicked jimmy crute's calf to, to hell and back and also like his inner part of his thigh and it just yeah, Jamie Crute could not put weight on it, and he kept falling in between the round and then just was, like, trying to talk shit to Anthony, and uh, they told him, like, no, you're done. You're not fighting. And then he cried about it, um, which I'm not going to shit on. Um, that sucks. You know, I've lost a fight by an injury before, and it's the worst thing to have happen to you because, you know, you're just there, like, please, like, let me continue. And they're like, dude, you're, you know, you're fucked up. Like, you cannot. And, um, yeah, that sucks. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade. Yeah. I don't know. Like, she's kind of like the Amanda Nunes of that division now. Like, there's no good matchup for it that isn't competitive. They need to have the Nunes versus Shevchenko fight. And the fact that Nunes keeps turning down that fight kind of tells me that she knows Shevchenko is her only legitimate competition. Like, no, I'm going to stay up here and keep fighting shit to fight her. And Shevchenko so badly wants to fight better competition. Like, she, she constantly talks about how she is totally open to the idea of a Nunes fight. And Nunes is like, no, like I have nothing more to prove in that fight. Yeah, I think that's like the only good competitive fight for them both. Unless some crazy undefeated fighters comes and tears up the divisions that um, Nunes dominates. Uh, quick disclaimer for the rest of the audio in, in this is I had the audio time out about halfway into when I was discussing some imaginary fighter coming and tearing up the divisions that Amanda Nunes dominates. Um, but I simply was just saying that like, I'd love to see the Val Valentina Shevchenko versus Amanda Nunes fight, but Nunes keeps turning it down and Shevchenko is being very ambiguous if she actually wants it or not. Um, but I mainly wanted to just bring up, you know, other things, but for the time being, I have to go for now. So the rest of the audio that you're about to listen to is several hours, if not a whole day later. Um, and we're going to simply be talking about two more fights, and then this entire podcast will end. So I'll be talking about the Rosanama Yunus and Weili Zhang fight coming up, and the Kamara Usman versus Jorge Masvidal um, fight also. Yeah, I hope everyone has a continued day, and here is the rest of the podcast. All right, I'm back. It's been about a day since I did the other part of this podcast. So we're going to finish this off um, talking about uh, Rose Damunas versus Weili Zhang and Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. So first part on the Rose Damunas versus Weili Zhang. I mean, I'm pretty sure Damunas said, uh, you know, red, better red than dead. And uh, she made that clear that uh, Weili Zhang is going to be better off dead than red. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it was very... Um, it was a really good fight. It was a really good fight. Um, it was very quick, too. It was, I think it was the first... Head, it was not only a head kick knockout, but it was a f the first kick, I think, of the entire fight. Um, you know, and uh, Weili Zhang does that typical thing she does with her hips, you know, where she's 
kind of expecting it to be some kind of body kick or leg kick, and she just does that little hip swivel back, you know, that I think she learned from his Sanchai. Um, yeah, it was very quick, very, very devastating knockout. You know, I, you know, Naminus is a kickboxer and one hell of um, a power puncher with some really good grappling. And you're probably hearing a cat purr currently. Um, anyway, yeah, it was a really good knockout. Um, I know Weili Zhang kind of tried to act like, you know, that the crowd or whatever was messing her up, you know, just excuses to be excuses. Uh, you know, I just don't think she's going to win against Nami Yunus um, a second time. Uh, you know, I just I just don't think she's going to win. You know, I think Nami Yunus is going to knock her out or beat her again a second time. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know who's next for Nami Yunus. I think the best example is probably Carla Esparza, uh, most likely at this point, which is a very interesting fight because there was a, for a while there, people thought Carla Esparza was kind of on her way out um, of MMA. And here she is uh, fighting for the belt again on a decent uh, win streak. And, uh, you know, uh, now we have Kamara Usman and Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, just a devastating knockout. Just a devastating knockout. I really don't want to talk about this one this this much. It was kind of um, one I just didn't see needing to be made, made you know. Um, Jorge Masvidal had no rights or reasons to get this fight, but got it anyway because he's a fan favorite, of course. Um, and Usman shut up anybody that even had the thought of uh, Masvidal having the win. You know, I think it's very ironic to that uh you know for massive at all to have that probably like that record-breaking knockout against ben askren to only be knocked out in such a devastatingly tragic fashion by usman uh you know and and kind of just get floored to the ground and kind of have his lights shut out just as terrifyingly as uh it happened to ben askren you know um a little ironic in my opinion yeah uh, so I know, Kitty. I know. Yeah. So you know, I think that's pretty much it for this rewind. I am gonna do another one here later tonight. That will probably also go out today. So you guys will be getting two uh, podcasts today. You know, I totally forgot, and I wanted to mention this: is that the Ultimate Fighter, the first episode of the Ultimate Fighter, comes out tomorrow night, and I will probably have a podcast on that this Friday. I'll probably have a podcast out on that episode this Friday. Apologies for the interruption. Um, just had some family members calling. But yeah, I should have a podcast out for the Ultimate Fighter premiere um, on Friday, kind of talking about it, recapping what happened, talking about everyone they introduced, um, You know, my, my guess for how the show is going to go. Uh, I'm really interested to see the dynamic between uh, Volkanovski and uh, Ortega. But yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. And yeah, we'll be seeing that pretty soon. Other than that, I hope you guys all have an amazing day, week, uh, night, whatever you're doing. Just enjoy it. Anyway, take care.